Okay, with uh, Vanessa Wright, uh, the feature film Sankofa, Chicago, The Untold. Uh, this is a feature film about the inaccuracies of the American history in curriculums in Chicago, but really, like uh, all over all over the United States, like kind of historical inaccuracies in terms of like studying American history and the lack of uh, the black and brown people kind of being the story that being told, I guess, right? That's sort of your agenda for these films? Yes, it is. It is. Um, we're really just trying to do a lot of research to try to figure out, you know, um, why the, like, how we can make sure that the school systems are actually giving and teaching the correct history as far as like the truth about history um, and just being inclusive of everyone. So as I, everything, when I'm watching your film, I'm just projecting back to my childhood as well. So, yeah. so I'm watching your film and I'm like, the first thing that stood out for me was that, is that I re like, I remember being taught like the indigenous community, like how the, uh, everything was great. <laughs> <laughs> between the white yeah. people and 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 the, the people who are here before us and like we were trading and everything was good and like there's no problems at all right which is kind of exactly. like and then that's what you're taught when you're 78 years old and then all of a sudden you grow up and like oh my god they, they lied to us exactly and that was a big hit for me because i why well, i actually grew up in columbus ohio okay so in columbus you know they um talk about christopher columbus all the time sure. and celebrate that um, a lot, but I, I was never taught that at all. I mean, my parents were the closest to teaching me, uh, more of what was actually happening as far as our history. And that was an eye opener. And so when I had my kids, I said, yes, we got, I have to make sure that they know, but I wanted, you know, not just to be them as kids to know. So that's why I made this documentary. I wanted to just do the research and have more people see what's actually happening. Yeah. And I guess it goes to like the, it's the person who is writing those textbooks are kind of like coloring their, you know, pardon the bad pun, but coloring their own kind of version of, of, of what history was what occurred, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because when we did the research for the doc, we were, you know, we contacted over 400 Chicago public schools. And we only had really one response. Nobody wanted to talk to us, sure. <laughs> as you can imagine. And so when even um, asking my friends and looking at my kids and we asked, can you guys bring your social studies and or history books home so we can see what they are? Because they would, because otherwise the, when we called the schools and we said, if you won't really talk to us, can you at least let us know what history or social science book that you guys are using? And um we we were in a dead end, but our kids even said, you know, we one of them brought home something. And then uh, for the most part, what we found out was, um, as you saw the interview, if you saw the interview with uh, state representative LaShawn Ford, he fought for taking out the history books and starting from scratch and finding the right. And that was actually very true to what he did, because. When we did that research and we asked our kids to bring it home, most of them said there's no textbook. Yeah. Um, and because before that, they were, you know, they were they were having what wanted needed what they thought was correct. And so LaShawn Ford said, um, you know, let's take them out and let's wipe them out and like start from scratch. So I feel like and and the reason why I think, you know, 
this is Sankofa Chicago is because although you see some inaccuracies here in our history and social science, we are actually, surprisingly enough, this city is a really good example of what could be happening in other cities, although we're not there yet, but compared to a lot of the cities and states, um, you know, in the U.S. So this is the second one that we just showed, but we I have to admit, admit, I say that we did show your first film as well. So this is kind of the second part of the, how many parts do you have planned? Three parts. Three. So what's the third part going to be about? The third part is going to be focused on mental health, um, primarily throughout the Black community and how the um, mental health has to do with like post, um, like, post-slavery <laughs> and okay. so how our ancestors had dealt with a lot of issues from slavery it's like post-traumatic slave disorder sure and because of that it passes through generations to generations generation yeah. and unfortunately the black community's mental health um percentage is a lot higher than um other groups but there's also present time conflicts as well that causes the mental it, health as well, right? Exactly. And that's what we're addressing as well. So with Sankofa, which means it's important to understand our history in order to move forward, all of these, what we're doing is kind of like, let's looking in the past and then finding out what's currently going on and how, what we learn from that history mm-hmm. and how we can move forward from it. So even with the mental health, if we know this and how and why maybe some of our, you know, the majority of, or a great number of people in the community, black community um, has a mental mental health issues, Mm. maybe, and we can get to the root of, okay, this is why, might be why from our ancestors, and this is the cause of it. And then from there, that could maybe help with some of the, a lot of the issues that's happening right now. Yeah, hundred percent. That seems like a be that seems to be an original kind of point of view. It's something that, or at least something from someone from my perspective hasn't seen on film or seen in the form of storytelling element like that. What you just described, like the mental health kind of like through through past through generations. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad because that's a, that's the next one. Yeah, part three. So how does it like, so you did the first one. So when you were, when you first set out to do these films, was it always planned to do three parts? No, that's a great question. So the first one that I, we filmed, that was actually during COVID. Yeah. And I had to film it because it was, I had a grant through the Illinois Arts Council, um, part of the um, endowments for the arts. Mm -hmm. And so they required, I, you know, I contacted them and said, because of COVID, do I still have to film? And they said, yes. So I had to still film through that. So that was a bit challenging, but it turned out, you know, fine. We were able to win some some awards from that. Um, After that, the feedback from that was so good that a lot of the recommendations were to make more like this. And so that's what, and, and two, when we were making it, I wanted to try to squeeze it all into one hour, but we had so much footage and it was just so much we wanted to say. So it was 
it was inevitable then to just say, okay, let's do, you know, a series. And that was kind of like the feedback that we got was, this is great, but we want more. So instead of doing a really long film, um, the three parts is what. And this is the first time you've ever made a film, correct? This is the first time that I made it on my own. Yeah. I, you know, I produced uh, for other filmmakers before and other companies and so forth, production companies. But this is the first one that I said, you know what? I'm going to go on my own and do this myself. So, and I'm glad I did because, I mean, I had the tools that I learned from, you know, working for other people to do it. Um, and I used to be an age, a talent agent. So that, yeah. that information was helpful, like with the man, like management aspect of it. So you're, so basically you, you understood like the, from a practical standpoint, how to make a film, like how to put it together, kind of like from an organizational standpoint, you were, you knew what to do, I guess. Yeah, I did. I mean, again, from working as a producer for other people, television and film, that experience helped. Um, Also, I have uh, degrees that helped as well that um, I have a sociology degree, which is the which I emphasized on, you know, um, ethnicity, (laughs) race and ethnicity, sociology. Um, I do have my degrees also in communication with the film background. Mm -hmm. Um, and then media management. So they all kind of like came together in a sense um, where I was able to utilize my um, college experience to actually um, work to put together these. The I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't easy. What was the hardest part about like the first film, like putting together was like getting the interviews or. Ooh, the first one was challenging because of COVID. Yeah. We had so many people back out because of it. People were scared, um, including, you know, the crew. And so my producer, Shelby, on the first one was great. She was able to, she had to work two roles, the a co-producer and a cinematographer. And then I also worked as director, co-producer, and sometimes the cinematographer because we were you know, we didn't have the same crew that we probably would have because mm-hmm. of COVID. So um, how do you inter- put it, how do you put it the films together? Like you, you have like a blueprint of like what your thematic is, your agenda is, and then you kind of like, and then you have some footage, stock footage, your own footage, and then you have the interviews and like sort of, sort of like you're just kind of trying to piece it together or does sometimes someone interview subject just says something and then it kind of takes you in a different tangent. I'm just curious about kind of like massaging the film and putting it together. Yeah. So are you talking about more of the first one or the second? It's both. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I okay. like, well, we can talk about the first one because I'm sure that you, 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 you kind of created a blueprint, I guess. Right. With the first one that sets you up with the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one, it's funny too, because when I create, when I, when I created the first one, this is before, you know, with, after COVID, the, the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that yeah. started blowing up. And so it just so happened, this film was about, you know, the importance of Black history and so forth. But um, to answer your question, I had, you know, these questions that I asked were things that I, as a parent, wanted to know, not so much as a filmmaker. I kind of 
put myself in a bubble is thinking as a parent, Mm -hmm. as a parent of two kids. And I have two black boys at that. um, And what, what is going on? Why do they need to know their history? And so that's kind of how I set it up. But it was really, really important that I didn't use all black people because, and the thing I think a lot of people think of as if you're talking about the subject about black history, it's not a black thing. This is something that's inclusive of everybody. Everybody needs to know it. So that's why I wanted to include, you know, I wanted to include people of all different ethnicities. I had, you know, uh, Asian, Latino, I had um, white, I had, um, you know, various backgrounds, old, young. So that was important to me. And I wanted to also see the older perspective. We had a 96 year old on there and then we had the youngest as four years old. Yeah. And yeah. And like, like I said, like it was, it was good. Like the, the, and then you had to get the parents, I'm assuming the parents approval to, to have them on your film and have on your film. Yeah, which was interesting. What I did was, uh, yeah, they have parents love to do have them the kids on the film. Um, with the first one, the parents, the kids were separate because they did like a little fun little game, uh, like a Black History game to see if they knew these characters, uh, and then or the the individuals. Then we had the the kids with the family members, and then asked the parents questions. So um, yeah, we included it like that. Now the second one was a little bit different where we didn't really include the parents. Now the parents, um, we had segments that were outtakes where we interviewed the parents about the kids' reactions to what they said. For example, like some of them we asked, what did you think of them saying Christopher Columbus discovered America? you know, things like that. We asked that was an outtake, but uh, again, with the feedback that we are receiving, even then. So for the second one, the feedback we're receiving is we love these kids. We want more from the kids. And then even like we've had some private screenings and some educators have come up to me and said, can you just do something just with the kids? And so we're taking some of those the footage and outtakes of the kids from both the first and second mm. and creating just a mini, a short doc for that um, on top of the, the full three part. But you, it's one of those, it's the line where you don't want to exploit the kids either. Right. You don't want to like, you want to make sure you're they're, they're respected in what, 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 and when you have them on film. Oh, exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. This is used this is used. I'm also an educator, uh, I and but I'm higher education, mm-hmm. and I fully believe 100 percent the this what I do is mainly for educate. Like it's I want people to learn. Yeah, it's not for I'm not here for I don't I don't care about the laughs. I'm not for 100 percent the inter- just entertainment. I if somebody told me they watch my film and they learn something, yeah, and it was educational. To me, that's there. You go. That's well. That's you kind of open a can of worms with this film, meaning that you can go to Texas, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and because it made me think. It's like your film, fantastic. It but it made me think about like the time because it's obviously we're in 2023. It's kind of a crazy time, and people are like, there's there's lies being told, <laughs> like left, right, and center, like from a political standpoint and from a life standpoint, right. And 
And it's the parents, right? Because sometimes the parents are telling their kids one thing and then they're going to school and they're being, being taught another thing. And then from both, like from either the parents are telling the lies and vice versa. Right. And, and it's sort of like an interesting kind of time that we live in. And it's like, or even curriculum, like where the parents are like, I don't want my kid uh, being taught that. Right. That way of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. It's for sure. Um, luckily I'm in a city where, you know, uh, majority of the people that I spoke with were open to wanting yeah. to learn this. Um, and that's why I feel like, but, yeah. but yeah, Texas, Florida. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're in an urban, like kind of progressive city. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine going to like Alabama or like, I'm not trying to be down on, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying no, like, no, a, no. like a, a small town environment. Right. So. Actually, I would I would love to interview somebody <laughs> if, uh, related to that uh, in Texas or Florida because I would be intrigued with the information that they're providing yeah. and their point of view, as I've seen, you know, on the news and so forth. Um, and there's a segment in the second documentary which is slightly controversial, where um, the gentleman Ty Smith who I interviewed that was on Zoom in the doc, he talks about his stance on uh, critical race theory. Yeah. And I know uh, when I've seen this, when the this film is being screened on that second one, you can see the people's faces. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely on various panels, um, everyone mentions that. So that's uh, forced, for especially within this environment of Chicago, Illinois, um, his stance you, was. You described um, Florida. You just said Florida, and their governor. Yeah. This summertime, you know where I'm going with this. He said that slavery was a was a good thing. Could have been like is because it gave him jobs, right? I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but basically yeah. that's basically what he said. And then, then but it, it came down to the curriculum that was being taught in schools, right, about slavery. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And they're saying that so we should, I, shouldn't be so negative on slavery. We should be, have a more positive kind of uh, I, like teaching, right? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have my film played in Florida. Love it. I would love it. I'm trying to find film festivals so I can see if they'll they'll pick it up, be yeah. selected. So I would love for them to see it somewhere in Texas to see it. Just because, and again, Chicago's not there yet, but guess we're doing amazing compared to yeah. to other cities and other states, but we're not there yet. But we're, I feel like we are a good example of what other cities and states can start doing. Yeah. And the only reason why he's saying that DeSantis, well, probably because he believes it because he's a scumbag, but, <laughs> but because he knows he can get away with it. That's the thing, right? Like he knows that he does, it's not going to affect his polling. Right. Yeah, it actually might help it help his polling. Well, sense. yeah, we, you guys had a president that kind of did things like that. <laughs> that <laughs> it helped his polling a great deal. And it showed you where America was at, I guess, right? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so that's why it opened up this can of worms about, because it starts, like, because it's all about, like, how relationships are formed, the education that we learn. Like, when you're, like, like you, you interview these these kids and they're, like, six, seven years old, and that's where it starts. It's like that kind of molding the mind, right? Where that's where it all begins. 
that's where it all begins. That was the importance of why I wanted to interview him. It wasn't anything about, oh, let's a, it's a trick question or anything, but hey, we just wanted to see where you're at and um, see what these kids are learning, you know? And it's okay if you don't get the question right. We just want to see where it's at. And so other people can see this is what they're learning. Yeah. Because you're learning, like these kids are learning how to read. They're learning like math. And then they're learning this history. And it all kind of computes in their brain. And they just assume that, oh, that's all, this is all correct, right? Exactly. But the other thing I wanted to mention, though, that I think is really important, just like, um when we talked about the textbooks like in this particular in our in the doc uh you know I think it was Michelle Duster Ida B. Wells great-granddaughter mentioned how we can't just rely on textbooks yeah. we can't so this is yeah 2020 23 almost 24 we have to be creative in our approach of teaching so not just textbooks, let's do field trips, you mm. know, let's do even, uh, you know, kids are so into screens right now. So maybe even video games or games, interactive games that show you about history, mm. having guest speakers come in, um, all of those things, like not where the text is, you know, the in all be all. Yeah. In the second film, like to jump off what you're saying, in the second film, you have, um, you interview the Asian uh, kids and about like, have you, did you learn anything about Asian history and you're in at school? And they're like, no. And then you bring, you bring the expert. That's why I'm, I'm like laughing uncomfortably, but yeah. meaning that it's so pathetic, right? Like they, they don't learn about like even comfort women, like all the, the, the insanity that, that happened. Like that's scratching the surface and it's like, no, we don't, we just learn about the the white, the whiteness, I guess. Right. Yeah. It, or they do learn black history, but it's only in February. Um, but the shortest so, month of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, but uh, honestly, since the film has been complete, I've seen some improvement yeah. in the school system. It's really crazy because I know like that legislation that was passed and and a lot of them were not passed um but the legislation that was passed it you know that talks about being more inclusive some of them you know i'm gradually seeing it happen and when my kids come home you know i want to see you know what book is this and i'm seeing like whoa it's a history book that actually has you know <laughs> about you know things yeah. other ethnic groups in it so this it's working you know yeah. sometimes legislations are not really mandated but we also see and learn that it's not every school can be different even though it's a chicago public school the principal can make changes or make mandates on things the and then also the teachers so yeah one teacher can make a huge difference in one school but then you go to another school that same teacher in social studies or science maybe not teaching any of that yeah so it's 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 mind-blowing but i feel like parents guardians you know grandparents whatever we all should know what our kids are learning <laughs> you know sometimes they we don't you know or some a lot a lot of parents don't and just okay you do your homework whatever but no we should look and see what these curriculum is not in history social science but 
you know, even in some other subjects, but the, this is really, to me is really critical, the history and social science part of it. Yeah. And like, it's hard to, from a practical standpoint, these curriculums, you can see like textbooks are like 10, 15 years old. I'm just being general, of course. And it's, there's like obviously a lack of money in public schools all over the, all over the place. So it's hard to kind of shift years and shift the curriculum. Right. So there's like, also, there's also political motives too, within the school system as well. Right. So. Definitely. But I think that's where it won't, it, you know, that's where field trips can come into play. Um, you know, they can go, at least in Chicago, we have the museum, which is a black history museum. Like they could go there. Yeah. We've got, we've got, a museum in ever in Chicago for every different group. You know, there's we can you can go to the Mexican um, Heritage Museum here. You can go to you know there's one for every. So there's no excuse, and I don't think that it would cost that much, or there can be grants out there or something that they can take these trips, or even in some instance, depending on the school you're in, parents give ten dollars. You know. And then you can go on this field trip. The other thing is guest speakers. These people are, a lot of these historians are, want to come to the schools, but yeah. they haven't really been asked. Like Michelle Duster, Ida B. Wells' great-granddaughter, she's open to coming to this, any of these schools, but has anybody asked her? You know? <laughs> so th- that's a really great, you know, that would, that's an easier one. Come to the school, mm-hmm. tell them about your great-grandmother, about Ida B. Wells. Mm-hmm. Or, and all of these, like, there's tons of Black Panthers in the city. Have them come, let them know they're not just an evil, you know, they're not, people think of them as like a hardcore evil group, but let yeah. them know the positive side of the Black Panthers, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, because everything kind of gets kind of skewed in its own, like, ideology, right? So, yeah, like I said, you're scratching the surface and it's like, but it's amazing what you're showing. And but you are there is a positivity to what you're saying. Like you're you're interviewing the kids and then you're interviewing these like older states people and 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 just like in what their perspective, right? And you can see there's been there's been pro- pro- progress, but obviously, like I said, there's so many moving parts to kind of speed the progress. Like in in so many, so many. I I honestly Oh, it, I mean, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And the fact of the matter is, like you said, you know, I'm in a city where we're, you know, more open-minded than a lot of cities. So I can't even imagine um, living in one that is not like here. Can you imagine, like, I'm not trying to like jump on this, but meaning that like you're living in Florida and your kids come home to school. I'm like, oh, the teacher told me that slavery is good, mama. Yeah. And it was like in 2023, (laughs) like, wouldn't that just like, like, it's like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's just like, it must drive people crazy. It's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I would, I, I would actually just, I would love to film there. Yeah. <laughs> film something there just to see that like really what their point of view like what are parents thinking are they okay with this you know yeah and then the scary part is some people are right and yeah, i think so too. another curriculum that's issued like i'm not saying you do the fourth film but the lgbtq rights um there's a big there's a big backlash with that too right about presenting like different types of human beings i guess 
in our society in school and been like there's a big backlash about talk bring bring broaching that subject as well it is we didn't touch too much about no that. you didn't i'm just saying i'm saying i'm saying a four, yeah. that's, that could be a fourth film <laughs> yeah yeah that, that would definitely be a full film on that one yeah because yeah. there's so much like it's like i just think i i i'm I have such um like public school system there's something that needs to be I, i'm stating the obvious of course but there it just needs something needs to be like wiped away like it needs to there needs to it needs to start over again in so many, it really, so many ways it really does and it's really sad because these teachers are not getting paid like they no. should be and that's that's part of the issue um if they were you know because that way i think they would be more respected in a sense and then they're ending up doing so much work when we when we were able to finally interview some of the teachers um they were saying that they don't receive guidance on what to teach so a lot of them are going to pinterest youtube to use materials for teaching which could be okay but the question of the matter is what is that teacher's mindset because you know what do they what is their belief system because they're going to be teaching what their beliefs oh that's is. scary yeah which can be scary yeah it could be good right it's a it's a it could be good but yeah. it could be scary it really is going to depend on the teacher so that's where yeah that's where it kind of um well i like how you presented it where like it's like you're showing it from the perspective of of like what you're you want your children what you want kids in general to like hear and see in your film that's sort of like how you kind of kind of how you directed the film in a way right like you want this is what i want kids to hear about yeah as a parent this is what you know yeah as a parent if you're a parent if anybody's a grandparent or have aunts uncles whatever it is or educators this is yeah coming from that perspective of me as a parent and what i kind of want everyone to see and know what's happening so we sent you uh the audience uh feedback for both films what did you think about what our audience had to say about your film yeah i really enjoyed the feedback on both of them i really did um i know with the first one the feedback from what i remember was uh a few of them were educators themselves so that was nice to see that like to get that kind of perspective from an educator's perspective mm -hmm. on that and one of them was from chicago so they related to what was happening um and then this the second one um the second feedback i really enjoyed especially the second and the third person on the video um they it really pumped me up and got me it got me excited thinking okay good job now I want to keep doing more. Yeah. And the fact that they, you know, they said that they learned from it. And again, that was one of my checklists. Like yeah. if you can watch this film and you learn something, then I feel like my job is, you know, I did my job. That's one of my main goals. Yeah. I know it's, and I know it's all about funding and it's all about like time and energy and money. But like I said, this is, you can go like to different States, different areas and basically like you're you're in an urban environment, obviously a progressive liberal um, city, 
And but then if you go to like a back, like I'm not trying to be down, but like if you go to like say, like I said, like a small town in Texas or Florida, and you hear what they what they had to say, it's like it's like that's sort of and like you said, if the teachers got that, that much freedom, what are they saying in those in those towns, right? So I know. I I was thinking that too. I was thinking that. And again, as I mentioned, I would love to have my film played in one of those areas. I just yeah. have a feeling it's going to be hard because um, they probably wouldn't want to hear, you know, hear that. But I would love to. Any any way I can, I'm going to try. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at those Chicago, was it yeah. Chicagoians or Chicagoans? Chicagoans. Like, yeah. Chicagoans <laughs> have to say about us. Look at those like uppity northern, you know, people yeah. like about like. <laughs> trying to tell us what to think again what to do. yeah yeah right but so i would that's... i would probably enjoy every minute of hearing all of that even if it was the bad stuff just to get you know a different perspective on what they thought 100 percent. yeah like i said amazing films like really well put together nice animation as well like i um i i, I don't want to take too much of your time i'm just like it's just like it's just like a nicely put together film so uh oh, really congratulations thank you so much i really appreciate it and the feedback was great and this i love this talking to you for let's interview. well let's talk when part three is done okay sounds great all right let's talk soon thank you very much for your time okay thank Bye. you one two three four five six seven eight schlemiel schlemizel heisenberg incorporated